You're listening to the Vineyard Church's UK and Ireland podcast. The following talk was taken from our youth festival, Dreaming the Impossible, over the summer. Tickets for DTI 2023 are now available to buy, and you can either pay for the full ticket price up front or pay it in six instalments, helping to spread out the cost. Just head to dreamingtheimpossible.org to find out more. If you missed it at the beginning, uh, my name's Susie or Suze, whatever you want to go for is totally fine. This is Zeke. And um, we're just really excited. Whoa. We're really, really excited to be here with you this week. And um, if, as I said earlier, every single meeting when we gather together like this, we're going to spend some time looking at this book, the Bible, looking at what God has to say and how we can live our lives. And so tonight we want to kick us off. We want to tell you a story from the Bible. And it's about a father who's got two sons. So guys, we're all, by the end of these five days, we're all going to be Bezies, right? Bezos, I think. Oh, is it Bezos? Oh, I don't think they really want to be friends with us. Um, Do you want to be friends? Yeah. Okay, so okay. We, so we want to get Great. to know you guys, right? How many of you, you're part of a family and you're the eldest sibling and you're the oldest sibling? We, we need to like shout, give us a wave. Okay, there's a few of you. Keep I'm, your hands up. I, I think you guys are going to be noisy, but where are the youngest kids? Oh. <laughs> I knew it, I knew it. What about the middle, you're you're a middle child? Oh, 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 okay. Okay, and this might be slightly quieter, but what about, we can't leave you out, what about if you've got no siblings, you're an only child, where are you? Yes, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Susie, what about your family situation? Okay, well my family situation is this, I'm one of four, and it starts my brother, then it's me, then there's a bit of a gap, and then there's two little sisters, so I'm kind of middle oldest kind of situation, what about you? Okay. So it's just me, I'm the eldest, and then my sister, Rebecca, but I call her Rebecca. Absolutely, there you go. Well, so tonight what we're doing, is, as I said, is we're going to be telling a story all about a father and two sons. And the story comes from the book in the Bible called Luke. Okay, Luke chapter 15, and it's a parable that Jesus is telling. You might be like, what's a parable? Well, I'm going to tell you. A parable is, is stories that Jesus used, like made-up stories to tell us things about God and about his kingdom. And this parable is probably like one of, if not the most famous parable. Like lots of people have heard it. And to get us into it tonight, we've got a little video from the Bible Project for you. So turn your eyes to the screen. Father, who had two sons. The older son is trustworthy and honors his father. And the younger son, he's a mess. He rebels and cashes in his inheritance to travel far away and blow it all on partying and being stupid. And then there's a famine in the land and he runs out of money. So he has to scrape by by taking care of somebody's pigs. And he's so hungry he wants to eat the pig slop, at which point it occurs to him, if I'm gonna be a farmhand, I might as well go home and work for my dad. At least I won't be eating pig food. So he treks back home, rehearsing his apology. Now, the father is certain that his son did not survive the famine. But then, one day, he sees someone walking down the road. It's his son. He's not dead. And so the father runs to him and embraces his son, kissing him all over. The son starts his speech. Dad, I don't deserve to be your son. Maybe I could come and work for you 
But before he can finish, the father calls his servants to go get the nicest robe, new sandals, a fancy ring for his son. They are to prepare the best food for a banquet. It is time to celebrate. Now later that day, the older brother arrives from a long day working in the field to discover his long lost loser of a brother has come home and they're celebrating. And he gets angry. And think about it. He's been faithful to his father all of these years. He never got a party like this. And then this disgrace of a family member comes home and they're going to celebrate him? It's disgusting. He refuses to join the banquet. So the father finds the older brother outside and he says, Son, you are already in our family. Everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate your brother because he was lost. And now he's found. He was dead. But now he's alive. Father, who had... So that's the story. That's the story. Who likes the Bible Project? They're amazing. Hey, check them out on YouTube. These guys are doing an incredible thing, just explaining the Bible through animation. It's, it's so great. So we, simple story, guys. We've got three characters, unless you include the pigs, but we're not going to include the pigs tonight. It's just an old, some people are like, oh, I want to hear Poor about pigs. the pig. Pretty harsh, eh? We don't hear much about the pig in this story. We've got an, a younger son, an older son, and a father. And, that, and, and we're going to walk through that. And as we go, we'd encourage you guys to, who, to think about, as we're telling and going through this story, who do you most identify with? Is it the younger brother? Is it the older? Or is it a bit of both? Okay, so let's start off with the younger son, okay? Let's just, youngest kids, give us a voice again. Where are you? Okay, now, we've been sort of discussing siblings over the last few weeks, and we think, yeah. I don't know if you guys would agree, we think you younger children, younger siblings, are sometimes a little bit naughty. What do you think? They're just saying yes. What do you it's think? Just, They're saying yes. They some agree. don't agree. Guys, I know I've got a younger sister. She's just a little bit more gobby. And, and let, let me tell you, when, when we were growing up, I don't know if any one of you can relate to this, but if my sister Rebecca, and Rebecca, if you're going to watch this back, you know what's coming. Um, she used to get the lip out. You know the lip? When things aren't going her way, things are, she's not getting what she wants slowly and then the lips fully out, and then the tears, and she just ended up getting what she wants. Does anyone, can anyone relate to that? Yeah, some of you can relate. I know what you mean, because I've got like two little sisters, and the youngest one growing up, okay, I love her, love her dearly, but she used to steal my perfume, spray the cat with it, because oh. I don't know why, and then she learned to push the cat down the stairs. I mean, not down the stairs, that's that we went oh, down man. the slide in the garden. And I mean, it's pretty, pretty naughty. I think we need to call the RSPCA on Susie's sister. That's, that is bad. So guys, what we've got, we've got it's, it's clear, this younger story, this younger, younger son in the story, he's fully messed up. And he's just like, he's had a shocker. He said, Dad, I just want my inheritance now. Yeah, like, I don't know if you've ever asked your parents or your carers like a cheeky question. Every time my birthday comes around, I ask my parents like a cheeky question. They say, what do you want for your birthday, darling daughter? And I say, this year, as in every year since I was 17, I would like a yellow Mini Cooper with a white roof. To which they're always like, eh, no. Like, it's totally out. You know, it'd be an absolutely cheeky question to ask. But I would never in a million years dream of going to my dad and saying to my dad, hey, dad, could I have my inheritance now? Because it would be like saying to my dad, Dad, I, I don't want you. Like, I don't want a relationship with you. I don't want anything to do with you. I just want your stuff. It was a cheeky and an outrageous question and ask that that younger son did. You see, the younger son, he wanted the father's things, but he didn't want the father. 
And we see in the video, how that, how that, in the story, how that panned out. Like, it panned out into a right mess. The younger son was lost, and he was in an absolutely hopeless place. Until one day he came to his senses, and verse 17 says this. If I could find verse 17, here we go. Okay, page before, okay. When he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am, I'm starving to death. I will set out and I'll go back to my father and I'll say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Yeah, and this is like a massive wake-up call for this younger son because up until this point, he's basically saying, Dad, Father, I don't care about you. I don't care what other people think. I wanna do things my own way. And it doesn't really work out for that son. And this is what the Bible, Bible describes as sin. When we do things our way, we don't go God's way, we go our own. And, and even some of you sitting here tonight, you'll realise you're like starting to relate to the younger son. You think, yeah, I'm doing things my own way. In fact, I've, I've done things my own way. And I remember as a teenager thinking about this, coming to a, a point in my life where I started to make a decision and realise maybe I'm, maybe I'm a sinner. Maybe I've got it wrong. And I was, I, was look, I was evaluating my life like some of you, maybe many of you will be tonight. And I was thinking, hey, the way I'm speaking to others, I was a bit of a bully at school, I'll just admit it. If any of you heard me speak before, I'll, I'll just come out with that one. I was using unkind words. I was, I was often filled with fits of rage growing up as a teenager. I ended up getting caught up in looking at pornography, which ended up being an addiction throughout my teenage years. And I just realized, like, what is going on? I need to come to my senses. And that's what happened at a point in my life where I came to my senses. And, and coming to your senses is like the sun, right? It's what the Bible calls repentance, where we're going in one direction, but it's not working. And I suddenly realized, well, God's, His way is that way. So we turn 180 and we move towards God. That was a moment for me when I came to my senses and things have, have been different since. Yeah, I guess like we don't know where you guys are at tonight, but we just wonder if some of you are a little bit like that younger son. Like the stuff, the stuff in between you and God, and I don't know what it is, it might be friendships or a relationship or what you're watching. And on the outside, like everything's okay, but inside, like you're just longing, like longing for something more, longing for something that would satisfy you. And if that's you, then tonight might be a night, just like Zeke did, just like the younger son, to come to your senses and return to your heavenly father. So that's the younger son. That's the little bit. What about the older son, Susie? Well, where's those older siblings? Come on. Okay. Okay, now Zeke has spent the last couple of weeks telling me how hard it is to be an older sibling. Is that true? It's just, guys, it's just, I'm trying to say to Suze, it's like just this sense of responsibility. Things are just, it's just tougher. Well, I, I mean, that's what he thinks. I mean, being a middle child when you're kind of older, kind of younger, you don't really know where you are. I think that's personally harder. Suze, but... Suze, we've come to this conclusion. She doesn't have a clue. That's a bit Is... harsh. I thought we were friends, you know. No, okay, we whatever. are. Okay, should we, should we carry on? this, on? you're wrong. Shall we carry on with the story? Okay, because lots of people look at this story and they say, yeah, you've got one good son. That's the older son. You've got one bad son. That's the younger son. But we've been reading this story and we think it's a little bit deeper than this because really... Both of those sons, they didn't understand the heart of the father. Like both of them, in a very different way, were separated. And um, 
You might identify with that younger son. For us, we identify a little bit more these days with the older son. But you see, this guy, this older son, he was lost as well. He had the sweetest deal all along. He was always gonna get the inheritance. Like he'd been with his dad, he'd been with his father all along. Outside, he was doing all the right things. But inside, he was so far from the father. And so that's why in the story, why we, we saw in the, that story that the, son, the, young, the older son becomes so angry. He's, he's furious and he refused to go into the party because he just couldn't understand why his father would react to his younger brother like that, why he would, would bring him in. He was so kind and understanding and he couldn't get it. And so that was a moment because he, and that's why he stayed outside. He's like refusing to go in and because he wanted the father's love and acceptance and his inheritance. But, but, but guys, and this is key, he believed he had to earn his father's acceptance and his love. He, he believed he had to earn it. And so in a different way, this older son, he wanted the father's things, but he didn't want the father. So really what we've got in this story is two sons that are lost. Two sons that were lost. Like I wonder if you've ever had a time in your life when you've been lost. Like, I don't mean like lost trying to find Staffordshire Showground or Five Guys. I mean like lost in life. Like you've actually just become a little bit disillusioned. And here at DTI, we wanna do our best to be honest with you and to be vulnerable with you. And there was a time in my life about, about 10 years ago when I felt lost. And so if you're here tonight and you feel lost, we can identify with that. You see, what was going on is at first, like nobody really noticed. Like on the, on the outside, everything looked good. Like I was trying to be, I don't know, some kind of super Christian. I was saying all the right things, doing all the right things. But on the inside, like I was struggling and I was struggling big time and I was so far from God. And actually, I'd become pretty resentful. You see, what was going on is I was looking around at all these other people and I was thinking, God, I'm doing all these great things. And so... Surely my life should be kind of perfect. And I was looking around and I was seeing my friends, loads of them, getting married, like moving to new cities, buying amazing houses, having kids. And I was resentful because I wanted that stuff for myself. And I found myself getting to the point where I was just like, well, great. Like, I'll just be alone forever, will I? And um, you can tell I was in a bad place. But what happened is this anxiety, it came out of nowhere. I was super anxious and it like gripped me. And I remember saying to God at that time, like, God, like, I've done everything you've asked. Like, I've tried my best to live a holy and a pure life. Like, I spent myself on serving you. I've done all the right things. So how come others are getting things and I'm not? Because you see, somehow I'd kind of adopted this thought that, like, if I did all the right things, I'd somehow earn the Father's love. And what happened is I got to this point where I was started to question my faith. And I started to think, like, what's the point? Like, what's the point in following God? Maybe I should just, I don't know, go off and do my own thing and see how that goes out. And I remember a friend of mine saying to me, the question you're asking right now is, is Jesus enough? And like, do you trust him with your future? And right now your answer is no. And uh, I'm gonna cut the story really, really short. That was such a hard and a painful time. But you know what, as I look back now, I'm so grateful for it because what happened is in my lowest moment, in my pain and in my disappointment, what happened is I found myself crying out to God. You know, I got to the point where I was like, the only thing in this life that actually is guaranteed, that is secure, is in a relationship with God who will never let me down 
who will never leave me, who I can trust totally and who loves me completely and there's nothing I can do to earn it. It was crazy. And one day I found myself like literally like on my knees crying out to God saying, God, like no matter how this thing pans out, whether my prayers get answered, my dreams come true or not, I choose to trust you. I choose that you're enough. I choose that you're good. I just want a relationship with you. Like, not all the other stuff. I just want you. And what I discovered in that was God's love like I never had before. Because I discovered that I wanted the Father and not just his things. I was found by the Father. It's powerful, hey? So, so what about you guys? Maybe, maybe you're, you're here tonight and there's a number of you feeling like Sue's was back then in her story. Or, and I know I can relate to to that in points of my life. And maybe on the outside, you're doing all the right things, believing that if I can just do this, then God will love me more. If I can just try a little bit harder, then God will give me what, what I want. But the reality is, is that doesn't work with God. We, we don't earn God's love. We need to receive it. It's a free gift. It's, that's what grace is. And you'll find more out about this as you journey in your Christian life and wanting to know more about that. But back to the story in Luke 15, which is where the story's left, it actually finishes on a cliffhanger, right? We don't know what happens to the older son. We don't know how he responds or whether he goes back to the, the party and welcomes his own brother. And, and we were thinking, why does Jesus leave this story on that kind of ending? And, and we came to the conclusions, if you read a lot of the parables that Jesus actually tells, he always leaves things in that place because he, he, he's wanting to create a response in the listeners and now the readers. So that's the question for you guys tonight. No matter how far away you feel from God or how close you feel or wherever you feel in your relationship with God, do you want to be found by the Father? That's the question we want to ask tonight. So we've, we've looked about the younger son, we've looked at the older son. What about the father, the hero of this story and the hero of this parable? Well, because the thing we want you to go to sleep remembering tonight is the father is a finder. Look, turn to the person next to you on your right and say, hey, hey, the father's a finder. And then turn to the person on your left and say, what? What is it about the father? And then you can tell them the answer. The father's a finder. <laughs> good, good, good. Okay, you got it. You got it. The father's a finder. All I can hear is like, I can't just, it's just mutterings. I wish I could hear everything. I think you're saying what I'm saying. I feel like, yeah, I can read lips as well. Yep, okay, good, good, good. So listen to the younger son. The father ran towards him and check out what the, father, the father's response in Luke 15 verse 20. Okay, so it says, so he got up and he went to his father, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran towards his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. And then the older son, the father leaves the party to find him. And he says this. This is verse 28. The older brother became angry and he refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. So both sons are lost, but the father goes to find them because the father's a finder. Yeah, you know what? I wonder what you think about when we mention the word father. You know, we're aware in a room this size, there will be a whole like, mixed bag of experiences. Some of you have an amazing relationship with your earthly father. Some of you, it's really hard. Like some of you perhaps... Like you, you've lost your father or you, you don't have any sort of relationship with him. 
And that's really hard and really painful. But tonight what we want to do is we want to point you to your heavenly father. Like a heavenly father who is perfect in every way. So the perfect father who created you, who is, who is good, who is for you, who loves you. And both of us, many of your youth leaders, many of the team, many of you in fact, have had your lives changed by meeting him. Zeke, you have. I wanna tell you a little story about an encounter that I would say I had with, with Father God. Years ago, I was, I was back home in my country in Australia. Um, I was a teenager and my family was basically in a, going through a really tough time. And one night it just got really crazy in my household. And I remember just getting so angry. Remember I said I had a few anger issues and I punched a hole in the wall and I just ran. I ran out of the house and I ran and I ran and I ran and I ended up in a park that wasn't too far from my home. I didn't run that far, but um, I, I, I just ended up in this park and it was a cool evening. I remember I was quite cold um, and I just remember thinking all these thoughts were flooding my mind. I was angry, I was anxious, I was thinking, what's the future hold? Is my family gonna be all right? Is, what's gonna happen? Like, and I just felt so overwhelmed and I'll never, ever, ever forget the first moment that I encountered the presence of God. Because as I stood there, I felt warmth come over me and I, I would say I heard like an internal voice. Sometimes God speaks in different ways and we'll explore that this, this week. But I heard this, this, these words, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. And so after that moment, I went home, I apologised for what I'd done and, and, I, and I started to take this book seriously. I started to decide, well, I feel like I've heard that in the Bible and I realised what God had actually said to me was actually written in Scripture and, and all throughout the Bible. And you know, this is the thing with God. If you read this book from cover to cover, you'll realise He's a finder and God loves you so much and He loves humanity. He's, the, this book is full of God just searching out His, his people when they get lost. And, and you know, in, in Sydney, in sunny Sydney, we have sun on a regular basis. And we all experienced that a few weeks ago. But here's the thing, I've lived here almost 17 years and I've realised Man, it gets hot and cold quickly in this country. You can have a 40 degree day, sweltering a few weeks ago. And Who then found then, that a bit hot a few weeks back? And then the oh, next moment, you've got a ski jacket on and a beanie because you're freezing. Do you get me? Come on, guys. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a foreigner, so I know that it's like, it, it, I get it, you know? It's, God's not like that. His love's not hot and ch cold. He's constant. He's a constant God. He's a constant Father. Okay, let's have a look at your wristbands. Let's, all your wristbands in the air. Okay, on them, what do they say? Let's read them together. Yesterday, today, today forever. forever. Okay, the reason they're written on there, not just because we thought they're a few like cool words, but in a book in the Bible, Hebrews, th chapter 13, verse eight, it says this. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we're gonna keep coming back to that verse over and over again. And what Jesus is doing is he's using parables like this to show us who God is, like who God was at the beginning of time, who God is now, and who God will be. And there's loads of things in there that we can learn about the Father. We've already seen he's a finder, but there's one thing we just wanna nail down really quickly tonight, and it's this. The Father's love is constant and unconditional. Yeah, turn to your mate, whisper in their ear, Say, the Father's love is constant and unconditional. Make sure you don't lick them. No, 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 no licking. No licking's needed. What, what's the Father's love? Constant and what? 
I can't hear you. Constant and what? Unconditional. Yes, I see that hand. Yes, you see me. Years ago, let me tell you another story. Years ago, I had a friend. He's still my friend. I just don't see him much. He had three children. He was a father. Him and his wife had three children that they produced by themselves. And that was great. And, and they, but here's the thing. They decided they had a lot of love to go around. So they adopted a young boy into their family. It was beautiful. I was so inspired by them. And, 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 and so this young boy got adopted into the family. He had a place at their table. He had his own bedroom. Everything that they owned, he got, that he just inherited, he got part of, which was just, it's just a beautiful picture of the kingdom of God. And I remember saying to this father, what's, I don't know why I asked him this, but I did. I said, what's the most difficult thing, fathering an adopted son? He said, Zeke, the most difficult thing is to getting that boy to re- realise that he's loved getting him to realise that he's loved and that he's not a mistake. And this is the heart of God. I remember, I'll never forget that story because it revealed to me God's heart. You are loved and you're not a mistake. And I, and I remember looking back to that um, and, and the younger son in this story had just totally destroyed his relationship with, with his father and his family and everyone. And if this had have happened to me, <laughs> I've missed out, I've been, no, I haven't. If this had have happened to me, Susie, I know what I would have responded and yeah. I probably know what parents would and maybe teachers. And maybe even some youth leaders. Some youth leaders. You know that line that's like, I'm not angry, I'm... You're disappointed, we know. Oh, it's the worst thing, isn't it? You've done something and then whoever it is is like, I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. For me, I remember one time my mum was at work and she came home and me and my brother were busy recording like a prank. We were basically about to jump out of the window. We'd chuck the mattresses out and make it look like it was all pretend or whatever. And she came home and she just went, I'm not angry, I'm just so disappointed. I left you and you just betrayed my honesty. It was all absolutely awful. Maybe you'll get that this week by your youth leader. I pray that you won't and that we won't need anyone to help. But, um, <laughs> but guys, listen, that's not what God's like. It's not what God's like. He, 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 it's not the same with God because we're talking about an unconditional kind of love here. Even before words come out of this younger son, hello, that's really hurting my eyeballs. Thank you. Um, um, I don't know where that little accent came from. But as this, as this little son, as this little son, as this son comes back to the father, he's, he, before he can even say anything, the father's running towards him, robe on his back, ring on his finger, just so pleased that he's gone. And guys, that's the father's love for all of us. That's, he, 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 when we found, like this, the younger son was in a dead and a lost state. He was hopeless and helpless. And the father's like, come home. And, and, and he was found by the father and, and God comes to find us. He, he makes the first step. He's the ultimate finder. And, we, and he came in the person of Jesus. That's why we've got this cross up. It's the ultimate expression of God's love for humanity. Yeah, and this is the love which is not based on conditions, you know. There's no buts. It doesn't go like this, like, I'll love you, but only if you never do that thing again. Like, I'll love you, but only if you never rack up that phone bill again. Anyone done that? Uh, I love you, but only if you never fight with your siblings again. You know, God loves and he forgives without conditions. That's what we call grace. Like, nothing you can do to earn it or to deserve it. It is constant, no matter what. 
And if you remember how the story ends, you know, with the older son, he's just like, in a, he's well grumpy, Mardi, some might say. You know that word, Mardi? Yeah, Mardi, it's a good, if you don't know it, it's a good word, it just means you're like grumpy, like I'm well Mardi. Anyway, um, he, he's too grumpy to come, into the, to come into the party and the father goes out and he's like, come into the party, come into the party. He says this, you're always with me, everything that I have, it's yours. Basically, come in. Come and join us. And you might be here tonight, and, and you're like, I, I've, I've made too many mistakes. Like, I'm just not lovable. I just, I just messed it all up. If that's you, the Father is a finder, and he loves you unconditionally. You know, if, if you're here, and, and, and you're doing all the right things on the outside, but on the inside, you don't know the Father's love either. The Father, he's a finder, and he loves you unconditionally. Wherever you are, wherever you're at, the Father's a finder and he loves you unconditionally. The question is, really is like, do you want to be found? So when, we, when Susie and I were putting this together, um, we were thinking there's so many things that we could say about the Father heart of God, that we could, say, we could say that he transforms our identity. He welcomes both sons back to the family. He calls us his sons and daughters. He's kind, he's generous, he's constant, he forgives, he restores, he's patient, he waits, he runs towards, he's extravagant, he's all in, he's gracious, and he's a finder. We could say, and, and so many more, but remember what we said earlier, he's constant, and that means he's the same yesterday, today and forever. And, and, and all of those things, if they're true yesterday, then they're true, true today and they would be true in the future. And that means that God's heart and his posture is always with open arms, running towards us, bringing us back, drawing us, us back. And we wanted to show you a clip because they say a picture paints a thousand words, but we show, I suppose a little film clip will paint Million words, right? Maybe two million, don't Maybe, I? Maybe, who knows? Um, but but this, is, this captures the father heart of God. Now, back in 1992, which I think most of the young people in the room probably weren't born. Well, clearly not, mate, because okay. we're in 2022 now. So, so that's, that's a 20. long time. Yeah, that's a long yeah. time ago. Yeah. Is it 20? I don't know. Don't, just don't worry about uh, it. Just move. Derek Redman, he's gearing up to run in the semi final 400 meter. And, and something happens during the race and check out how his father responds.
You know, I'd love to know what, the father, what that dad said to those guys. I'd love to be able to lit read. But guys, honestly, that's an amazing picture of what God is like. It's an amazing picture because he is a God who runs towards. Like, who will find you in a mess, like in your disappointments, with your insecurities, when you're separated from him and lost from him, and he will run through the crowds towards you. And he will literally pick you up and save you. That's what Jesus did when he died on the cross. And he will run with you through all the ups and the downs, the highs and the lows of life to the finish line and into eternity. That's what Father God is like. And now guys, if we're all honest, we all wanna be loved. You know, throughout history, people have wrote books about it, made movies about it. They've, they've written so many songs about love, right? Whitney Houston and I, I, I will always... Should we try it? Do you guys know it? Okay, you've got to sing it after three. One, two, three. And I, I will always love you. Oh, here we go. There we go. What about this one? This is my granddad's favorite. Do you know the Beatles? All you need is love. Do we know that one? Okay, let's try it. All you need is love. Do, 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 do. All we need is love. Love it, love it. And, and then you've got, you can't miss out the Lion King, okay? Can you feel the love tonight? Should we just start on that one? After three, one, two, three. Can you feel the go love tonight? Tonight. Anyway, there's loads of songs. There's so many love. songs. You're thinking about songs right now. And we're searching for love and we're searching for loves in so many different things, through relationships, online, at school, uh, in, in so many different ways, in, in, in our achievements, the list goes on. And imagine for a moment if deep down you had a security in knowing that you were loved. Imagine if you didn't need to go and find it, but you knew deep down that God loved you. And what we wanna present to you tonight is that can only be found, that security of being loved can only be found in knowing the Father's love, in knowing God's love for you. Yeah, and so we don't know like, whether you, you see yourself more with a younger son, with the older son. It's maybe a bit of both. But the point is this, like, both of those sons were lost and both of them were found by the Father, but only you can decide how you wanna respond. You know, some of you have already responded. You'd, you'd say you're following Jesus, you'd call yourself a Christian, and our prayer for you, if that's you this week, is that you would encounter and experience like more and more and more of his love, because there's always more to, to encounter. We can never know the full extent of God's love. Others of you, it's like, you're perhaps like, I, I don't even know where I'm at, who even are these guys, and I've never even thought about God until this very moment. And you might think, I don't even want a relationship with God. And wherever you are on that, we want you to know that you're so welcome here to journey with us uh, as we go this week. But we think if that's you, that you've got perhaps a few options. So there's many options, but I'll just give you three. And this is an option for life. It's not just for DTI. The first option is you can just be here and enjoy DTI. Like we said, you're so welcome. And you can kind of think, well, God's, I don't think God's real anyway. I'm just gonna live my life as if, God doesn't actually exist. And to be honest, so many people around the world live like that. So that's option number one. It might sound a bit confrontational, but sometimes we need to just spell it out. That's option number one. Option number two is you can continue working hard for God's love. A bit like the older son, trying a bit harder and God might love me, doing a little bit better and God, and there's nothing wrong with trying hard, but you're trying to earn God, God's love rather than just fall on fall on his love and receive his love. 
that basically option two is down to you, not down to God. Or option three, you can finally come to your senses like the younger son did, can fall on God's grace, on his forgiveness, on his love and say, hey, I'm going my own way, but I need to change direction and follow God's way. And so there's some options tonight. And we wanna give you guys an opportunity to respond to that. That's what we call ministry time. We wanna give an opportunity to respond tonight because we're not just passive. I know that there's just two people speaking, but there's many of you listening and the Holy Spirit we believe is speaking as well through your own heart and in your own mind. So would you guys stand with us tonight?